You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Hey everyone, welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm Allie, your host. Here with me, as always, is Kelly and Daniel. Today we're going to be discussing one of the greatest challenges you have to face as a youth minister, and that is... Mm. Parents. We love parents. parents. And though sometimes they are the biggest challenge, they can also be your biggest win when we partner with parents and make them our allies. But before we get started, as always, I want to know what are you guys loving? I love my Tervis tumblers. Mm, I eventually want to replace every glass in my house with a Tervis tumbler. And there's like four of them in my car right now, too. I love Tervis. Do you know Tervis? Why do you love them so much? It's the, they don't sweat. Oh, that's It's like the double walled, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. I like them because they don't break. And they don't break. If you ever drop them. Not that I break a lot of glasses, but. And I feel like they don't leak very easily. Like they definitely can if you end up turning them on their side. But if you got the top on. Yeah, you got the lid, you got the straw in there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. good stuff. Tervis, coffee, water, Coke, whatever you need. Anything. Anything. Tervises are perfect for what I'm loving right now, which is iced coffee. Nice. Mm. Love like an afternoon iced coffee. It's just a little treat because I need mm. hot coffee in the morning, like mm-hmm. my black hot coffee. But go to Dunkin', get a nice iced coffee. Hits the spot. Sometimes you need it. We used to, uh, at a place that I worked, it was always during the summer. And so everybody would want iced coffee. So rather than use ice cubes, we would take the coffee that we always had left over at the end of the night and put it into ice <gasps> cube trays. Oh, yeah. cubes. I've made and that. And make coffee cubes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't water so it down doesn't your coffee. Yeah, down your coffee. exactly. I used to do yeah. that with Coke. Smart. Actually, it was when That's I drank a... Pepsi and we called them Pepsicles. We made <laughs> ice cubes out of Pepsi. Well, I, this is probably a little bit late to the party, but I've just been using it a lot lately. I love WhatsApp. Do you guys use WhatsApp? I've heard of it, but I haven't used it. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that this is something new. So I use it for my soccer team to help coordinate my soccer team. And then I have a bunch of different conversations with various people. So I have the leaders for my mission trip that I just went on. There was one conversation, um, Carol and Florian, who are two of my best friends. We call each other the traveling trio because we traveled a bunch together. So we have a conversation on there. It works internationally. Um, you can make calls. I just use it mainly for group chats. Um, well, is it better for group chat than texting? Or than group? We can talk about this later. Well, I guess. it's the international <laughs> thing because my friend Florian now is in right. Austria. So that's right. one of the things. Um, okay. But there's sometimes text messages get messed up if um, people have different types of mm-hmm. phones. If mm-hmm. some people are on Android, some people are oh, on, right. on yeah. iPhones. Samsung. IOS. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, you can you can just do a little bit more and it's just that you can add and take away people where you you can't do that always on text messages um so there's just some advantages to it that text messaging doesn't have and how's it different than group me because that's the one i've heard of yeah group me is uh it actually sends a text when you use it um but it's similar but you can separate yeah it's not an app and you can also make calls and do some other things i don't really use that feature but yeah yeah. very interesting stuff learn something new every day yeah i'm getting that (laughs) so today we're going to talk about one of our greatest challenges and opportunities parents 
parents are so, so, so important to your youth ministry because they are so, so, so important to your students Mm -hmm. in your youth ministry. I'm a parent. Yeah, we hear about parents almost every week, I think, in most small groups. Mm -hmm. People, I think small group leaders might get to the point where they feel like they could actually be a better parent to their teens than the parents that are actually there. Um, but you never know the whole story of what's going on in a family. A lot of times what you'll hear from a teen is they just need a place to vent. And so they'll come and talk about their parents. Oh, my mom is so hard on me <laughs> or whatever. It yeah. Is, week and to you week. just don't have to solve that all the time. You don't have to solve it because parents really have and they will continue to experience more with their child than you ever can as a small group leader. So regardless of what you think of the parent, what their issues are, their baggage, or how broken they are, every parent wants to be a better parent. I don't think there's any parents out there, even parents that have have left their kids. I think at some point, every parent feels like they could be a better parent. Um, and they've seen more and loved more and cried more and hoped more and been hurt more with their child than you can ever be as a small group leader. So no matter what you think about your your parents, um, the reality is that they have more influence than you do because they have more time. You get maybe, maybe 40 hours a year to spend with your teens and parents have, you guys have any guesses? How many hours? My goodness. Like thousand, right? More than that. I'm trying to do math in my head. Never been 5,000. Yeah. On average, they say 3000 hours a year. So, well, and not just that they have more time, but like all the research points to like kids just want to be known and loved by their parents please their above parents. anyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And please them. Yep. They want them to be proud of them. So what can you do to partner and make parents your allies, which side note, <laughs> the name of this episode is parents as allies and Allie spells her name. A L L I E. And allies is A-L-L-I-E-S. So we kept saying parents is allies. <laughs> Daniel had a moment like, Did, is that spelled right? Or am I just using Allie's name? <laughs> well, right, and Allie so, is our main contact with parents for all all things youth ministry. She is. So she especially loves parents, love, right, Allie? Love parents. Love <laughs> That's parents. That's more for their... the administrative stuff. Our small group yes. leaders should be in contact with them too, but... All of their very caring and loving emails that they send oh, you. They're so kind. They're so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> so that's the first thing that we recommend with parents um, is to make contact. So sometimes that's by email like Allie does, but making contact, making contact, um, it can be done a lot of different ways. Um, first thing is just to let them know who you are as a small group leader at the beginning of the year and what you'll be doing. I think a lot of parents never meet their small group leaders for their Mm -hmm. kids. I know. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think it was last year, I remember saying, or I remember hearing this at the Orange Conference, if parents knew what we were talking about in small group, they would be rushing in here to meet us and talk to us and become an ally with us. And I don't mean to say that in a way to like scare or threaten a parent. Like if you knew what we were, what your daughter was saying, like, I don't mean it that way at all. I just mean like there's some big stuff going on in their Mm -hmm. lives. And I'm, and you know, I'm sure the parents know some of that big stuff, but we could partner together to make, make this easier for them to, you know, turn them towards Christ in their, in their trauma and crisis. And, you know, whether it's a big deal or a small deal, 
it all seems like a big deal to the girls. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would be rushing in here to meet us if they knew what we were talking about. And we try to tell them. But that's my encouragement for leaders today is keep trying to tell parents what you're doing, what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. We have to, we, parents need to know that this is something of value that we're doing. And if we don't tell them what they're doing, then they never see the value in it. Absolutely. So with that initial point of contact, let the parents know that you might just be showing up in their, their kid's life at random places. So you might be going to their extracurricular events. They have a um, school production, they're in drama or a sporting event, that sort of thing. And you, that's a great chance to connect with parents. Mm -hmm. You don't really get to see the kid so much when you go to stuff like that, but you do get to talk to the parent. And I think it goes a long way when a parent sees you at something for their kid. They realize how much you do care and how involved and how much you know about their life and all of that. But do that strategically too. You can spend a lot of time going to different events. Um, Try to pick them well so that you can yeah, cross country meet. Get the most meet. bang for your buck. Cross your country meet, track meet. <laughs> See 6,000 yeah. kids at yeah, once. Totally. Cross country meet. <laughs> and tell the parents when you do see them that your goal is to help their son or daughter grow in their faith, grow in authentic faith, and that you want to help them to win as a parent. Um, at times, it's important to make contact by letting them know what you're talking about in small groups. So some of our leaders send out these emails almost every week, some leaders. Some yeah. of them just do it sporadically. Um, I think a good strategy is to call one parent a week um, over the course of the first few weeks and just make contact. We've had uh, parents come in one night near the beginning of the year, kind of like an open house sort of thing at the end of the night, just to meet the small group leaders. We get not many, come. maybe a quarter, a third mm-hmm. of the parents if it's a good turnout. But for those ones that come, That's it's great. great. Yeah. And as we were talking about, we want to let them know what we're talking about in small group what we're talking about at program as kelly said and that doesn't mean that you're emailing or calling the the parents and gossiping like your daughter said this your daughter like no, no, whatever no. no no it's letting them know what our discussion topics are and we do that a couple ways here at nativity we have what are called parent cues that we send out at the beginning of each series which outline the topic for the series and each week specifically what our scripture is for that week and what our bottom line is what we'll be talking about and ways to keep the conversation going at home for them so that they can be in the loop to what we're really talking about. They see that sex and dating one come home, their ears perk up. They might be the things that they care about and that they... We're cueing them to talk to their kids about what we're talking about to bring it full circle in their lives. And a couple other ways that you can make contact. Parents love to hear about their particular kid. So say something positive and specific about their child. And that might mean that you call them, send them an email, see them in person. A lot of times our parents still pick up their teenagers, even in high school. Their, their kids are waiting longer and longer to drive. So it can be walking to the parking lot um, you know, and going up to the door and saying, hey, just wanted to say hi. I'm Daniel. I'm your, yeah. your kid's small group leader. And Man, even that's Johnny is yeah. yeah, Johnny is such a great um, person to have Mm -hmm. in our group. He's always sharing insightful things, and he has such a great prayer life. 
something specific. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be an opportunist, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if it's in the parking lot. And come on, what parent doesn't like hearing some positive feedback about their kid? (laughs) Yeah. If you walk out to the parking lot, the first thing that's going to go through a parent's head is, oh, he's in trouble. So if you come back and just say something positive, it'd be great. And we haven't done this before, but somebody just gave me this idea to have teens write down specific information about their parents at the beginning of the year, just so you have it. So something like give them a a little index card and have them write down name, email, phone, address, occupation, vehicle can be helpful for some time during the year. Like maybe your small group goes out and goes to an outing together and you know that this parent has a, has a van or a suburban or 12 passenger vehicle oh yeah interesting. that sort of thing cool all right so making contact is the first thing um, to do when you can recruit parents as allies or allies depending on how you like to say it <laughs> and the second thing is to honor the parent it's easy um, to get into kind of the week-to-week battles that our teens are having with their parents We can use those to gain relational points. So you can try to be the cool small group leader and say, yeah, yeah, your mom is being unreasonable. You should go back and tell her off. (laughs) But really the Bible commands us to honor our parents and we want to help our teens to be able to honor their parents at home because that's a struggle. They're pushing boundaries all of the time. So um, we like to tell parents that, your kid might come home from school or church with a wild story about what happened or what was discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you email us or call us or complain, <laughs> consider that you might not be getting the whole story and we will do the same for you when they come with crazy stories about what happens at home. Um, so just come and have an ongoing relationship with parents in that I way. I love that idea. I get some crazy emails from parents. <laughs> can't believe that you've talked about this in small group. Yeah. What was that I got? You, t- you, my daughter said that you guys told her to have sex, <laughs> to have sex. <laughs> yeah. Sophomore in high school. That's what we're doing here. Like, Come on. <laughs> Give me a little may more have credit. misheard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a guess. Oh my. One of the boys in my small group this year, um, has a mom who's very active around here and, um, we know her very well and mm-hmm. she's wonderful. She's great. Um, he's great. And he Good is kid. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. awesome. And he's active around here as well. Um, but she's also a very strict mom. She has strong boundaries, especially about, um, cell phone use and video games and especially at home. Um, and this year we got to talk through some of those boundaries, um, in our small group and this, this young man would come and be kind of frustrated some of the time. And I don't think that we ever solved the problem. It's not really a lot of times about problem solving in our groups. And that's hard because we do want to solve it and just give him a solution to go home with. But I do think that a lot of times he would talk about it and then just kind of be prompted to come to a better understanding of why his mom made the boundaries. May not have even agreed with it by the end, but understood better. Can I add to that story? So we, we also we also try to do a couple touches with parents throughout the year um, in a bigger way, like having some event where we invite parents. And one of the things that we did this year was a workshop on technology use in teenagers. And this mom came to the workshop. And one of the principles that, that we taught at the workshop was uh, if you picture like a continuum, like a line, at one end of the continuum is 
Um, I'm really strict with my rules, 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 rules. And at the other end of the continuum is I have a great relationship with my kid because we talk through the rules or we, we talk through things. And mm-hmm. so um, this mom discovered through that conversation that she was really far to one side with rules and strictness and needed to come more a little to the other side, which is relationship. Like, let's talk about the rules. Let's talk about the fact that um, that I'm strict on and why I'm strict on it. And maybe we can negotiate. Maybe you can have a couple hours on social media instead of just weekends or something like that. And so I know that, um, that she went home from that workshop and had a conversation with him. And he was probably open to the conversation because of what you guys had talked about in small group. So that's a big parent win. And that's our win. Kelly just went right into it right there. Perfect. It's a great family and a great win of how Daniel's help in small group helped them at home and that parent workshop, how the church and family came all together to work together. And thank you so much for joining us today on Uprising. We love you guys. Join us next time and we're going to continue the conversation about parents and how we can help them lead their family.